everyone, and welcome to the October 9th edition of WorkComp Academy California Weekly News Update. I'm David Jimenez with Floyd, Scarin, and Kelly. Let's get started with this week's news. Skyrocketing costs continue to be the chief concern for California employers. Commissioner Poisoner responded to the WCIRB request for a 22.8% premium hike scheduled to take effect on January 1st. He did not support this request, responding instead that insurers were inefficient in their efforts to control costs. He listed 27 recommendations for insurers to lower costs. For example, he suggested that insurers implement pharmacy networks based upon the example set by Safeway. He wants physicians dispensing of pharmaceuticals to be more closely regulated. He urges the greater use of generic drug equivalents. He contends that utilization review is ineffective and needs to be improved. And he wants the DWC to promulgate regulations to implement electronic billing in addition to many other suggestions he made. The commissioner's response is not binding, and carriers may still increase premiums in January. While California anticipates cost increases, the state of Hawaii shows the greatest five-year work comp cost decline in the nation without reforms. In 2004, workers' compensation premiums in Hawaii were the 11th highest in the nation. Many states, including Hawaii, therefore, proposed reforms. Some states, such as Florida and California, adopted massive reforms, but after a few years of savings, rising costs became a problem yet again. Hawaii introduced reforms that ultimately did not pass their legislature. Surprisingly, even without these reforms, Hawaii officials just requested a 4.1% average decrease in workers' comp costs beginning January 1st. The latest reduction, if approved, would bring the total decrease in Hawaii workers' comp costs to 65.5% over the past five years, all without having passed any reforms. The Hawaii Insurance Commissioner proudly claimed that this is the largest workers' compensation insurance rate decline of any non-reform state in the nation. These cost savings are based upon a continuing drop in the number of claims. The Insurance Commissioner attributed this to significant strides in enforcing the state's workplace safety and health laws. He said, this collaborative effort has led to exemplary safety and health programs that have directly resulted in less workers' compensation claims. If only we could do that in California. On other news, tough times have not slowed the growth of California's largest self-insured group. The California Restaurant Mutual Benefit Corporation has just passed the $1.3 billion covered payroll mark. They are now California's largest workers' compensation self-insured group with 3,100 member locations. The adoption of new regulations in 2009 allowed the group to expand plans to include businesses with risk exposure similar to restaurants. This allowed country clubs to be added to the group. After a proposal to accept qualified country clubs was approved in May, 40 clubs have now joined the group. Members have experienced rate reductions of over 60% since the program's launch in 2005. On other news, a new study this week found that the nation's workers' compensation state funds are quite healthy. State funds have a significant share of the workers' compensation market, with market share increasing in many of the states in which they write. Workers' compensation state funds, who write business in only 25 states, control a quarter of the insured workers' compensation market. In comparison to the industry as a whole, state funds' loss ratios are higher, but they compensate with lower expenses and increased investment income. Overall, 
operating results are on par with the rest of the workers' compensation industry. And now, on to our medical news. The American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons recently endorsed the use of electronic prescriptions for their member physicians. Medicare is also providing incentive payments to physicians who e-prescribe as a result of the Medicare Improvement for Patients and Providers Act. They claim that e-prescribing is more accurate, efficient, and secure since prescriptions cannot be stolen, copied, or forged. Software can select medications, transmit prescriptions electronically, and warn the physician of possible undesirable or unsafe situations. E-prescribing software will also provide information on lower cost alternatives. Ideally, this may help lower workers' compensation, medical prescription costs in the future, and should benefit us all. Um, another news, uh, a report this week from the Casualty Loss Reserve Seminar indicated the medical malpractice insurance market is still very stable. Actuary said the frequency of malpractice claims continues to be flat, while the severity of claims is increasing at a modest 3% annual rate. Actuaries use the term never events to describe a list of 28 hospital-acquired conditions that should never occur. Four of the never events, such as direct trauma, pressure ulcers, objects unintentionally left in patients after surgery, and infection account for 12.2% of hospital malpractice claims. There are several emerging issues including overall medical inflation, changes to liability laws, and federal health care reform that may affect this current stability. Malpractice insurance has an effect on national medical costs, and this stability is a good sign during these difficult times. On other news, uh, the insurance industry fears that workers' compensation medical care may be included in the Senate version of the Obama health care reform. The Senate committee did not act upon 564 amendments that are proposed for the Senate Finance Committee version of the reforms. Senator Jay Rockefeller, a West Virginia Democrat, authored one of them, the so-called 24-hour amendment. This 24-hour amendment would merge medical components of workers' compensation and auto insurance with health insurance. As soon as a 24-hour amendment was filed, all industry trade groups sent letters of opposition to the committee. They contended that the amendment would upend the system now in place to protect injured workers, drivers, and passengers. The Senate Finance Committee did not act on any of these amendments. Officials of the American Insurance Association cautioned that the issue could resurface when the bill hits the Senate floor next week. So we, of course, will be watching out for that. On other news, um, a study published in the July issue of the journal in orthopedics showed that patients who underwent high-risk orthopedic surgeries experienced shorter stays when their care was co-managed by hospitalists. A hospitalist is a physician, typically an internist, who specializes in the care of hospital patients and oversees the care of any post-surgical problems. Researchers at Loyola University Chicago Stritch School of Medicine claimed significant improvements in efficiency and quality in the care of complex surgical patients. The cost of care with a hospitalist on the team was significantly less than that of other academic medical centers. The study also showed that the sicker the patients, the greater the savings. Hmm. Okay. And here is our litigation report. The Court of Appeal sent SEGA back to trial in a reimbursement case with Catholic Healthcare West. This case began with a 1985 back injury to a nurse, which later became a $1.6 million claim by 2004. The employer, 
first known as Mercy Hospital Bakersfield, had excess coverage with Mission Insurance, who became insolvent. SEGA then paid over $186,000 for losses above the retention amount. Later, SEGA discovered that the employer had changed names and reorganized, finally becoming Catholic Healthcare West, which was not the name on the mission policy. The insurance code excludes SEGA from paying any claim by any person other than the original claimant named on the policy. Since this argument was upheld in a 2000 case SEGA had against Baxter Healthcare Systems, the trial court granted SEGA's motion for summary judgment. Catholic Healthcare West appealed. This time, the Court of Appeal drew a narrow distinction between this case and Baxter in a partially published decision. They reversed the summary judgment and sent the parties back to trial. Of course, this is another case that we'll be looking at closely and we'll, of course, report our findings as soon as they become available. And now, our final story for the week. Remember, October is National Ergonomics Month. The world is a more efficient, productive, and safer place thanks to the science and practice of ergonomics. The Human Factors and Ergonomics Society has declared the month of October to be National Ergonomics Month. The State Compensation Insurance Fund participated in Ergonomics Month by posting some helpful hints on their website on how to avoid, seriously, blackberry thumb and tech neck. These terms are being used to describe the physical symptoms experienced by overuse of PDAs and smart cell phones. This month affords all of us an opportunity to remember the importance of continued efforts to make our environment a safer place to work, play, and live. And here's what's coming up next week. Next Monday, October 12th, the WCAB Sacramento office will move to a new facility located at 160 Promenade Circle in Sacramento. Also on October 12th, the California Self-Insurers Association Northern California Fall Education Program begins at the San Francisco Airport Marriott Hotel. On Tuesday, October 13th, the California Workers' Compensation Institute will present the 2009 California Workers' Comp Regulatory Update at the Grand Long Beach Event Center. On Friday, October 16th, don't miss the work Workers' Injury Law and Advocacy Group's 14th Annual Conference and 4th Annual Longshore Conference at the Boulders Resort in Carefree, Arizona. Also on Friday, October 16th, the Association of Hearing Representatives of California will hold their monthly luncheon with guest speaker Kenneth Kingdon. Information about these and other events can be found on our website by clicking the Work Comp Calendar tab on the top of our homepage. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports by using your iPhone or iPod by searching for Work Comp Academy in the iTunes Store. Thanks for joining us, and I hope to see you again next week. Again, I'm David Jimenez with Floyd, Scarin, and Kelly, reminding you to stay classy, California. <laughs>